You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. This is Turn Knowledge to Profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. Now, here are your hosts for Turn Knowledge to Profit, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors, Janelle and Michael McCauley. Welcome, and thank you for joining us on Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm Janelle McCauley, and along with my co-host, Michael, each week we bring you the insights, ideas, and tools that you need to earn more, make a bigger impact, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream of. You're going to want to take notes, so grab a pen and paper, and let's get started. This week in our Business Builder segment, Michael and I will be talking about the different media available today. Should you use audio, visual, live events, or online courses? We will give you our tips for selecting the media that's best for you and your business success. That's up in a bit, but first, it's our success interview. Today we're talking with speaker, author, and success coach, Sylvia Henderson. Sylvia's passion is getting people to take action on their ideas through her company's Springboard Training and the Idea Success Network. She helps her clients turn their ideas into reality. I'm really excited to learn about how she's built her business and how it's evolved and grown. Welcome, Sylvia. Thank you for having me, Janelle. I know we've had some great conversations, and I'm excited to share what you with our listeners. I love to start all of these conversations by asking our guests to share how they started their business and how it's evolved over time. Okay. Well, to, to do this in a short amount of time, so... <laughs> So my first life was, in, was following the path that one's supposed to follow after college, and that's corporate America. And I thought I was quite happy in corporate America until I became independent, not of my own choice. So, mm. so that led me to, well, I'd been a student of, of personal development all my life, and once I found myself without a corporate job, um, and this is after 23 years of a corporate career, I had very good friends who said, so, you've been talking about doing this yourself. What gives? And I thought I would be a fraud if I didn't try being in business on my own. So that was sort of the, that was the, the start. So I became springboard training because training is my passion. And I know training is only a springboard to other things. So up popped that, I, that name. Um, and then the quick evolutions are I went from a training company, small training company, to keynote speaking, and this is over a period of years, keynote speaking, found out I didn't like that, which surprised me because I'm kind of a big show-off, um, but I found out I didn't like <laughs> keynote speaking, went back to training, basically with small companies here in the D.C. area, like a lot of government contracting companies that couldn't afford to bring in big names like Franklin Covey and other businesses like that. 
And then I went from training to writing a book, because people asked me a lot of questions in my workshops that I answered the same all the time. So I wrote a book mm-hmm. uh, called, Hey, That's My Idea, because they were asking me about communicating ideas. And then that kind of morphed to show me how to do what you wrote about, which was workshops. And then workshop is fine, but can you help me with, me with my ideas? So that led to coaching to more people than I could handle. So that led to retreats. And that's sort of the evolution, <laughs> the evolution of the business. No firm business plan. <laughs> that's interesting. You know, and what I love about all of these um, stories about how people's businesses evolve is they're all very different. There is not one size fits all. And that's what I want our listeners to understand. Part of it is just being really flexible and adaptable and knowing that it is a journey. And I think that it is very organic in its growth. And you often don't know where you're going next. You think you've got the perfect answer. Like you said, you thought that you would love keynoting and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't what you really wanted. So how do you come back and adapt? How are you, you got to be flexible. And sometimes you have to try things not knowing whether it's the ultimate answer and it doesn't have to be the ultimate. That's right because it's still evolving. I mean, I am now in the midst of another one or two bit re- uh, evolutions, uh, but they're all kind of following. I think the real important thing to to note is that they're still all followed my my passion, my expertise, and really my my mission in the world, which is to help other people realize their ahas so that they can improve their lives and the lives of the people they serve. And so when you look at that, training, speaking, writing, um, now creating mastermind-type groups, uh, coaching, all of those still come back to helping other people find their aha moments so that they can change the lives of others. So that's, that's the constant. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's really important what you said is to really be clear about what your mission is, what you're trying to accomplish. That's something that you absolutely need to know. You know, how do you um, get people when they've got an idea? Oftentimes, people have an idea of, of creating a business or something that they want to share, but oftentimes they're trying to mold it into what they think someone wants, but they really aren't, they really, you really don't know that that's what someone wants. How do you get people to take a step back or how do you take them through a process to figure out what they, what they can do with their idea? Well, I am blessed with being both creative with tons of ideas, as well as being um, systematic and, and loving processes and systems, which probably is what I developed in my corporate world career. And so I start with, I basically created a process, which is kind of not rocket science, um, and I call that process the impact process, because we want to make an impact with our ideas. And it starts with, I won't go through the whole process, but it starts with I, which is ideation. And that's probably the, the, the bedrock of what I do with folks, whether it's a group, whether it's one-to-one, 
uh, short term or long term. So we, I, I just ask questions. I listen. Ideation is where we start to get all the thoughts, all your. I, if you were, if I were in front of you, all of your thoughts, all your ideas about business, about what you think you want, about what you imagined it to be. We get them all out. We get it down, and again, I have a whole process for doing that, and whiteboards and post-it notes are my favorite tools. Uh, once we get it all out, and I listen, and I write down things that I'm hearing you say, then we start to, uh, then we, the D, the, what are, what are the, I, D, um, <laughs> M, yes, <bolster. laughs> manipulate the data is basically, I come from the computer world, so we manipulate in a good way, all the stuff that came out, that's a technical term, and, mm-hmm. and focus it down into what are some of the key points, what are the key areas, what's going to make you money now, what don't you know that you need to still learn about. And once we do that, IMP, then, well, yeah, once we do that, usually people have to go off and do some research. And, of course, to answer your question even more directly, today it's even easier for me to send you off to really find out that may be what you want, but what would people pay for and what do they mm. need? Today it's even easier to find that with all the social media, with all the different electronic tools to ask people questions and get input, that's really the key to then moving on through the process to see what would people really, you know, what holes can you fill, what do you want to fill, and then we work through how you're going to do that. So a lot more involved, but that's kind of the nutshell. Well, and now you said some really um, really interesting things, and I think one of the keys is determining will people pay for your idea. And oftentimes we're so close to it and we know people need it, but we've got to get it in a form that they're willing to pay for it or that they see the value of it. And it's not always the way we think it is. And you know, I, I talk to people all the time that say, I created this amazing program that everyone needs, and guess what? No one's buying it. And you're right. In today's world, it's much easier to test some things, build it along the way versus spending a lot of time and a lot of money figuring out, you know, developing things. We really, you know, with Turn Knowledge to Profit, we really work with people and tell them they should be using their process and they should know what their clients want and then turn it into their programs because that's then you can actually monetize your message. And sometimes people don't know what they if they need it yet. I mean I mean, I encounter that constantly. People don't real don't know really that they want to turn their ideas into income. They don't you're not thinking of that. Um you're thinking I've got an idea for business. Um you're thinking I want to add a service to what I'm doing already. How do I do that? So I've had to learn to phrase, because really all I do is help you create your business strategy and your implementation plan when, when you get out of the, the fancy words of turning your ideas into income. And I've had to learn over the years. When I say, oh, I help you turn your ideas to income, but, oh, that's nice, but nobody ever, no, nobody signed on to work with me. When I said I can help you, say, develop your book concept, oh, we need you. You know, so it's how you learn to market it and phrase it, too. Mm-hmm. 
Well, because idea to income is, is it sounds really good, yeah. but if people have a hard time translating that into, okay, how do I use that? That's right. But when you say your book idea, you know, that people say, well, I've always wanted to write a book. How can I take that and turn it into something that I can actually sell? Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And I think it's really important to be able to be clear on how you're communicating that and what you're communicating. So how do you get people, because I, I, people I talk to have a ton of ideas, and I love the, the fact that you take them through a process. Is it difficult for you to help them narrow down what they're going to do first or be able to focus? Because sometimes it's, I'm sure you see it all the time, that shiny, you know, shiny oh object syndrome where yeah. they've got, you know, they, just because they've got 100 things they can do, we know they can't go focus on them all at the same time. So how do you get them to focus? It is a challenge to keep, <laughs> to keep people focused once we net it down to, say, the first two or three things that they'll work on. But... Mm -hmm. uh, but I have, no, part of the process, I have a tool mm -hmm. that's a very visual uh, linear timeline uh, calendar-type tool. I call it my one-page plan that mm -hmm. is really the foundation for the actual planning. And with that, it becomes very clear through a whole lot of, through, you know, more working with me, it becomes mm -hmm. very clear that... 15 things can't be done in the first month. It becomes very clear that life does get in the way, and you have to allow for that with this very visual tool. And basically, mm -hmm. when we work through this tool, it becomes clear, it really does, that, oh, I can only do one or two things in the next three months, but these one or two things really are going to move me towards the bigger picture in a year, in two years, in, well, it used to be five, but people can't think past about two and a half years at this point. <laughs> but, right. uh, so with a visual tool, I've been able to help people really see I can get there, and I can just focus on the first couple of things, um, you know, to get where I want to go. But it is, it, it's not, it's easy for me because I see things that you don't see when you talk, but mm -hmm. uh, but getting pe getting others to see that and to just focus on a couple of things takes a little bit of visual work. It does, but that's also why it's so important to have a coach and someone that you can work with that you really resonate with and you really value their opinion and what they have to share because that's, I think, key to being able to listen to what they say and then put it into action. Yep. Um, and getting people to say no to some things. That, again, the same visual tool helps them do that. That's so true. Um, we need to take a real quick break. I can't believe it. And when we come back, I want to talk about saying no. And then I want to talk a little bit about how you kind of moved through because you really added things as you grew. And that's one of the things that we really like to focus on with Turn Knowledge to Profit is how do you know it's the right time to add a new program and how to, how to make that happen. So we'll be right back after our break. This is John L. McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. 
Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? <laughs> I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating $1 million in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. In our success interview today, we're talking with speaker, author, and success coach, Sylvia Henderson. Sylvia is passionate about getting people to take action on their ideas. Through her company's Springboard Training and the Idea Success Network, she helps her clients turn their ideas into reality. And if you missed our conversation before the break, be sure to go back and listen to that. She really has an amazing story of how her company has evolved and how it's really a process. But the one thing that I really took away from that is you need to be really clear about your mission because that will help you stay focused. Before we went on break, Sylvia, you talked about um, saying no. And I think the power of saying no is really important for people to understand when they should be doing something and when they shouldn't. And I think that's something people have a really hard time doing. So what advice would you give to someone if they um, aren't, they really don't want to do it or don't think it's a fit, but they don't know how to say no? Mm. Two short pieces of advice. One, if they, if they don't want to do it, but they don't know how to say no, um, I've learned over the years that I don't, don't explain. You don't need to explain why you're saying no. Somebody asks you to do something. Can you, you, know, can you join? Can you add? Can you, can you send this out to your list because you've got more people than, than somebody else does? Whatever the question. Mm -hmm. We don't have to explain our no. 
We don't have to explain that next Friday I've got 15 appointments. It's, no, I can't do it. No, I don't have the bandwidth. So that, that for me, is the simple way to say no and say it politely. Um, we get all kind of hung up in the ex- explanation. Uh, so that's one thing. And the other is just to be really clear with what... Where are you going in life? Where? Are, what were your goals this year? What are your goals this year? And people say, what are your goals? And that's like this ethereal thing, goals. But when you really have them down, I think when we before the break, I talked about this one-page plan, this visual. It's really mm-hmm. visual, and I'm, I'm looking at it as I'm talking to you. It's a flip chart page where I've got my five goals for the year and the timeline for how I'm going to get there, and the calendar that breaks it down. And so when I look at this and the next opportunity that pops up, I just look over, I turn my head 90 degrees, and I go, well, will this new opportunity help me reach what I plan to accomplish this month, this year? And if the answer is, well, maybe it will, then I have to look to see what do I have to take off and or if it won't, I'll say, you know, I, I can't. It's, it's not fitting in with what I have budgeted or what I have scheduled for. And that's what helps me and helps the people I work with stay focused and be able to say no. Mm, I love that. And I know Sandra Yancey is always saying no is a complete sentence. And I love the fact that you say you don't have to justify it. Because I, when I say no, I, it's like I you know, not now, or I can't because, or, and I need to not do that. I really need to own it. I don't have to have an excuse. You know, and it's interesting you say you have your your goals and they're there. You know, I used to set goals for the year, and, you know, then I always had trouble. Yep keeping with them. So what I've done the last couple of years, which works for me, and everyone does differently, and that's the thing I've really, really come to realize, it's not one size fits all. For me, I use a word of the year, and my word for 2017 actually is choice. I can choose to do it, or I can choose not to. And I have the power to make that choice. And to me, that's been just that's helped me stay focused on what I want to do, what I need to do, what's going to create that success. And my word is stretch, and that's on my one-page plan. It's to take Mm. bigger steps this year. So interesting. Yes, one word helps shape everything else about the year. That's the, the beauty of it. It really does. And I think it is important to write down the, the goals that you want to accomplish, the, the big things that you want to do. And I always find, and, and I've done it before, you write them down at the beginning of the year, what you'd like to accomplish during the year. And then, you know, I did it one year and, for, you know, you put it away I, in, my, in my notebook. And when I came back to it, I realized that just from the, the fact of writing them down and getting clear, I'd actually accomplished all but one of them, not staring at it all the time, but because I subconsciously had set them in motion, I was working towards those. So they're very powerful. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like when I bought, and I know we want to move on, it's when I bought 
years ago, my new car, which I'm still driving, a uh, Toyota Matrix. Now, I'd never heard of a Toyota Matrix and never saw one on the road, bought the car, drove off the lot, and miraculously, every four people were driving Toyota <laughs> Matrix. And it's the exact same thing. You're suddenly aware. You, you, you then stay aware of what you set, you know, put in your mind. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that, that is so true. You have a unique color of car, and all of a sudden, everyone's got that. You've never <laughs> yep. seen it before. Yep. You know, I, I'd like to shift just a little bit, because I yeah. think it's also really important for our listeners to um, understand. I think one of the things you've done really well is as you've built your business, you know, you, you've worked one-on-one, -on -one, you've, you know, gone to coaching, you've added retreats, you've added the programs, you've got your book. How do you know as you're going through that it's time to add something else? And what helps you make that decision? Well, for me, now some people I envy who start out knowing, ooh, I want to coach, I'm going to do a coaching program, and they develop it, and off they go. Me, I'm a, I'm a bright, shiny object person, and <laughs> so when I started, and, and I find creating programs very easy to do. I can come up with programs that are a half hour, a full hour, three days, a weekend, I mean, I just, all under the same topic. And, in fact, the branding program I'm going through with eWomen Network, uh, you know, Sandra Yancey looked at my, at my list. I had a 26-page single-space catalog of products and services. And she said, wow. don't create anymore. <laughs> so to come back to your question now, one of the things I've had to do over the years, and I'm getting even better at it, is, okay, what is what am I about? What's my business about? What's the what's the big picture? And I looked and I said, okay, I'm about ideas, which I called innovation and disruption in the world. I'm about implementation, turning those ideas to reality, and I'm about accountability, keeping the progress of implementation going. So once I divide, once I wrote those three boxes down, quite literally. I said, mm -hmm. so, what about ideas can I create? And that was the book because I got asked about, you know, I, how to make ideas into action. Um, for me, writing a book and, and or doing training, a workshop first, is the large and deep product because you have to do a lot of research. You have to do, you know, that, that's a lot of stuff you have to work out for a workshop mm -hmm. or a book. Once you've worked out all of, all of that content, then you, can do, then you can back out and you can do a one-hour webinar because you've got three days' worth of content. You can mm -hmm. back up and do a one-hour speech because you've got three days' worth of content. And I'll tell you, that eight-minute speech I did a couple of months ago, that was the hardest mm -hmm. thing I did. I've done in a long time because I'm condensing, you know, years worth of content down to eight minutes. <laughs> so, yeah. so, but from, for me, first I go deep and then I can back off and create all kinds of things, blog posts and, and quotations from me, um, you know, webcasts and, and podcasts and everything else. And basically I have had to see where, what are people using and doing now and then kind of or asking for 
like I told you earlier on, people were saying, can you take us through? So that told me to do a workshop. Well, can Mm -hmm. you actually work with me one-on-one? So that told me I needed to do coaching. So that also determined what product or service to do next when the market asks for it. Well, and I think that's important to really have that, um, you know, finger on the pulse and see what people are asking you for, see what they're, what really resonates with them. I think oftentimes we think we know what it should be, but it's really important to look at your ideal audience and find out what do they need. And part of that's getting clear with how you explain it, how you communicate it, and really get the pulse on that. So I want to ask you, because then I want to spend just a couple minutes, I want to come back and spend just a couple minutes on some, some tips, because I know you've got so much to share as we wrap up our time together. How can our listeners connect with you and learn more about what you have to offer? So they can connect with me at, and this is going to be easy, because as I said, I'm evolving. So my website is now sylviahenderson.com. It's my name. Miraculously, I have owned that URL since the web came into existence, and I never used it. And it's become, as I am now evolving and branding myself as a speaker again, and in other ways, I, presto, I'm using sylviahenderson.com. And from there, everything else, you know, they'll find, you sign up for, uh, to keep in touch with me. Um, I've got an ebook version of my book, Hey, That's My Idea, that's downloadable once you once you give me your name and email, and every now and then I remember to send out kind of a notice <laughs> with either some information or what's going on in life and in business. So sylviahenderson.com is the connector. From there, everything else falls away, comes out. Perfect, and we will put a link to that on our Turn Knowledge to Profit podcast page too so people can get to you directly from there. So. Normally I ask for one piece of advice, but I know you've got some tips. So I'd love to have you just take our last couple minutes and just share some, some really juicy tips or some things that people can start to implement to help them get clear and build and grow their business. So what, when, I thought through the, when I thought through this, I thought, you know what, let me give the bigger overarching tip. And if any people just need to Google Stephen Covey's um, urge, uh, quadrants of importance, if they don't know it already. But my, big, my one big piece of advice is to focus on the not urgent and important quadrant of his four quadrants, cause he, and they can Google to learn more about that. Um, and I say that because that is the basis of all the ideation work, all of the focus, all of the strategy and planning and implementation for me. It's focusing the urgent, the not urgent important quadrant takes care of you figuring out your vision, working on your strategy, creating your implementation plans, your business plan, marketing plan, media plan, and everything else. It's where you work on evaluating and following up what you're doing. It's where you work on the one-page plan that I, by the way, well, there, that program is at my website where I can take people through that virtually or in person. Um, it's where you spend time on accountability, on support, getting coaches and mentors and advocates. All of that 
takes place in that not urgent but important quadrant. And that's really where I would, my biggest piece of advice, because everything else comes from there, is to spend time, a lot of time, every week, every month in that quadrant on your business. I love that. So I would really encourage our listeners to really plan out that time. And if you get to the end of the day and you say, I was really busy and I have no idea what I did today, yep. you were working on urgent, not the not urgent. Right. And I think we tend to let other people rule what we focus on and what we do. Now, there are some things that come up that you absolutely have to take care of. I understand that. But if you're doing a lot of those all the time, I would just really encourage people to take a step back and really look at who's running your business and what do you really want to do? Because I think some things really need to be shipped. So I love that. Thank you so much. Sure. That also and helps you say no to those text messages and helps you limit the email, all that stuff. So it does. I turned off all of my all of my little beepy reminders. Yeah. You know what? The world does not fall apart if I don't answer it every, you know, five minutes as it's going off. So thank you so much for your time today, Sylvia. Thanks for having me, Janelle. We need to take another real quick break, and when we come back, it's our business builders, so stay tuned. This is John L. McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products that earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network. Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm here with Janelle, and in our Business Builder segment today, we're going to be talking about the different types of media that are available and how to figure out which one is the best for you and your clients. I'm really excited for this conversation today because 
there are so many options. And I know it's really confusing for people to know where to start or what they should focus on. So I'm excited to hear what you have to share, Michael. Well, it is really an exciting um, topic. And, you know, technology is constantly advancing. And there are so many different ways to deliver your content to clients today. It's really more options than anybody's had in the past. Uh, in, you have in person, you can use video, audio, hard copy. Those are the major types that you can use. Uh, and it's really important to um, figure out which one is the best for your clients and for you as well, which one you're most comfortable with. You know, we still talk with coaches that do CDs and DVDs as well. So there's just a whole range of different options that you can use. What I've found is that the best is usually some combination of two or more of those different media. By mixing it up a bit, you engage your clients more, you keep them engaged, it gives them a little bit of variety, and it allows you to use the best media for each topic. I know I've been listening to you have a number of conversations lately with specialists in these areas, and I know you've been learning so much. So I'm really excited that when you're talking to people or helping people create courses, you're able to give them some information and insights into what's best. So what are some of the pros and cons of using audio versus video? Well, they, you know, they really do have pros and cons. They both are really good media. And in fact, we run into a lot of folks that say you just have to do video. You absolutely have to. That's where everybody's going. But in our view, you know, that's not always the case. Video is certainly engaging and people like it a lot, but there are limits to how and when you can use it. When you put your material out as videos, then really what happens is people do engage with it, but they have to sit and focus their attention on your video. They can't really do other things at the same time. They can't be out jogging with a, a, just a headset in. They can't be doing, uh, they can't be driving or other things. So it really is a great medium for certain topics that require either a face-to-face -face contact or in some cases, a technology explanation, which is really great for video, where you can actually show a screen or you can show something, or you want to demonstrate something. But, you know, audio is a great alternative as well. So, you know, audio, anybody can listen to it anytime. They can repeat it as many times as they want really quickly and easily. Uh, as I said earlier, they can listen to it at the gym when they're on the treadmill. They can, you know, pop their headset in and listen to it at any time when they're in the bus station, train station, airport, wherever it might be. And they can take advantage of everything that you have to offer in that audio. So it really is a lot more flexible, although not as engaging as video is. Well, and I think it's also important to look at what your learning style is. I know for me, I'm a very visual learner, so I like to see things, but there are also times when I just want to hear them. And there are times when I just want to hear something over and over and over again. I don't need to be looking at anything because I'm really writing, I'm taking notes, I'm doing that. Um, so I think you've got to understand how do you best learn? That's absolutely right. You really need to look at what your client's needs are. 
are your clients typically the kinds of folks that are visual learners or is the topic that you're teaching them require some type of visual interaction? Uh, I've done a lot of courses where it's video and it's basically just the coach sitting there talking to me. Well, that's really great for like the first three or four minutes, but after a while, it's not serving any purpose. It's just the person looking at you. So if that's really all you're gonna do is just talk at them, you have to really step back and say, why am I doing video? And maybe I'd be better off doing an a short introduction video, which allows me to make a connection with them and then follow up maybe with a series of audios or, or other types of medium that use other advantages and, and, and really are better suited. So again, I, you know, if you're doing something technical, like I was working with a gentleman the other day, we were working to help him with a course and part of his course is he needs to explain how to log into a system. Well, that's a natural video uh, training because he can show a screen, he can talk over the screen, he can actually show you what to do. It's very clear. That'd be very hard to explain if you didn't have video to do it. Um, we worked with another um, entrepreneur who used video to uh, demonstrate some physical things. So she was talking about how to control your voice, how to control your diaphragm, how to get more volume, how to sound more authoritative. And so that, again, it's a natural video because she can actually physically show you how to breathe correctly and how to breathe incorrectly. So those really have a lot of video potential and they're really powerful when done in video, much more than any other media. But uh, again, if you're just gonna be explaining something that you could easily explain in an audio, then think about using an audio because it really helps, uh, again, the flexibility of your clients being able to listen to it anytime, anywhere, wh whenever it's convenient for them. Well, and I like when I'm doing video, I like videos that are short, 10 to 15 minutes, because then I can look at them. I can digest the topic. I can fit that in at a lot of different times during the day when I'm looking at video. For me personally, it's an hour, an hour, you know, hour plus. I think, okay, I really have to allot the time, but I think everyone's got 10 or 15 minutes in different times throughout the day. And it's actually a nice break for me to say, okay, I'm gonna take a break and here's what I'm gonna go do. So it's a productive use of my time and I'm learning something, which I think is a win-win whenever possible. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really a good point. And we do find that the better videos are, you know, five minutes or less, and sometimes two and three minutes is plenty. Uh, again, it's to make, it's the opportunity to make a connection, a visual connection with the client, but really not to just have a talking head there for 15, 20, 30 minutes. So if you want to do or incorporate video into your courses, or into your offerings, the best way to do that is just with short bursts with something that's really important that you really wanna make a statement about. Well, and I love when you um, are working with clients with, through Turn Knowledge to Profit because you're really looking at what are they trying to communicate and what's the best forum to communicate that and what needs to be included. And oftentimes it helps to have someone from the outside 
looking at that training to really look at what's the best way to do it because we're so close to what we're doing. We think everything has to be a certain way, yet oftentimes it's much more successful when you're breaking it up and someone who is an expert in doing that like you are really can help you put it together in the most effective way for the best results. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, there are different styles and, and, and different purposes for each style. You know, a lot of times we get asked by people, should I just do an on the fly video like with uh, Facebook Live or one of those and, and that's my training or should I do a more produced um, professional video? Um, I don't think there's a right and wrong answer there. Again, it depends on your audience. It depends on what you're comfortable with. It depends on your subject matter. All those things play into it. Personally, I like to, to think that if I'm buying a course, so if I'm spending three, four, five hundred, eight hundred dollars for a course, I'm not going to get a bunch of videos that somebody just took out their their phone and recorded live. Um, I like to think that they put a little bit more thought into it. It's a little bit more professional. I'm not saying that it has to be perfect like um, like a news network you see on TV. That's not the case. But at least that you put some thought into it. At least you have a nice background. You look, you know, your hair is combed. You're wearing something that looks professional. You know, you want to be the coach. You don't want to be just somebody who sort of stuck, took out their camera one day and uh, gave somebody your thoughts off the top of your head and somehow that's training I'm going to be paying hundreds of dollars for. No, I agree. And I also think that, so that's where having someone help you kind of put it all together really helps. So you can do the at-home videos in a professional way. And there are very professional ways to do that. And I think also the other tools and things you have along with it, the worksheets, the handouts, those also go a long way. So it's the whole package. It's not just one piece that makes it or makes it worth a certain value. So if someone wants to turn training um, into videos or take it to that next level, how do they find someone to help them? Well, that's also a great question. And it's one we get asked a lot. You know, there are um, lots of partners that are out there, lots of people that are out there who can do video uh, very professionally. Uh, usually there's a, a pretty good cost associated with it. You know, in today's world, almost anybody can produce a pretty professional video at home and a pretty professional audio at home. Uh, there, you don't really need any special equipment. It's maybe a couple hundred dollars worth of equipment for a video. It's some lighting, just understanding how to light the, the scene so that you come off in the best possible way. It's having a good microphone. And beyond that, you know, anybody can do it. So um, there's really not an excuse for I, I need to go find a professional or uh, I need to go find somebody to, to do that for me. You can certainly do it yourself. Um, if you're not comfortable doing that, there are, like I said, a lot of professionals that will do that. Um, they're, you know, and you can find them anywhere. Um, what I would say is that, you know, to find partners, I would always, always recommend first talking to your network. You know, if you're a member, for example, of eWomen Network, as we are, uh, you know, those are questions I ask when we go to the monthly luncheons. You know, does somebody know a good video person or a good uh, photo person or a good audio person? Uh, and there's almost invariably, I get three or four names that come out of every single uh, networking session. So. 
Um, they're, they really all are all around and you just need to tap your network, find those people, and usually you can get a really good price and, and uh, use those folks if you uh, feel like you need to. Absolutely. And don't let needing help with video or not being able to afford getting it done professionally stop you from developing your courses. Start with having a good solid plan, which I know you do really well. So if you're interested in doing that, please let us know, connect with us and connect with us on Facebook at Turn Knowledge to Profit and let us know what your preferred method of training is. How do you like to learn and connect with Michael at tk2p.com if you'd like to learn more about creating products. Again, that's Michael at tk2p.com. You know, this has really been a great conversation. I want to thank all of you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. Again, I want to remind you to visit our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and share your questions, your insights, and your ahas. And also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for our future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week. Turn knowledge to profit, where entrepreneurs like you find the insights, experience, and tools they need to earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live a life others only dream about. Join us each Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the EWN Radio Network. To download this week's show, listen to past shows, or learn how to be a guest on the show, visit TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com. Past shows are also available at EWNRadioNetwork.com and through iTunes and Stitcher. Until next time, remember, great companies are built around great products. Leverage your knowledge to live the life of your dreams. Let's continue the conversation and turn your knowledge into profit.